0: And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Wednesday. Casey Gisclair here hoping that you guys are having a wonderful start to your day. We've got a fun 90 minutes of sports talk coming up ahead. We've got three guests that'll be lined up that'll be joining us on the phone lines. We've got Josh Smith with HL Bourgeois Baseball. We've got G Cassard with Ascension Catholic Baseball. And then, of course, where would we be if we did a Wednesday show without having Taylor Griffin on the line at twelve 15 uh, We'll also talk about, if we could get to it, our mailbag, but I think our mailbag might have to get snuck to tomorrow's show. That's okay. NFL free agency. <clears throat> the Saints are losing guys, picking up guys. Rosters being shuffled around. We'll talk about that stuff. And then at the bottom of the show, of course, we'll get our betting picks to you all to wrap some things up. Um usually I get on the air and I give you a rundown of all the latest local high school baseball scores. I'm not doing that today. I apologize. It's not that I don't love high school baseball anymore, and there were a lot of great results, and if we get to it later in the show, I'd love to do that. If not, we'll recap it all tomorrow. But you and I, we've got to have a talk. One-on-one, we've got to have a talk. Let's have a conversation because look, I know that some of the people that I'm speaking to in this segment are people that listen to the show. So we've got to have an honest conversation. I spent a great portion of my last several days over the Biddy International Tournament out in Thibodeau, Louisiana. And before I start Chirping and complaining a little bit, right? Because I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be complaining a little bit in this segment. I want to out front say that the tournament and the event was extremely well run. The city of Thibodeau did an amazing job. The harangue Auditorium looked beautiful. Mr. Kevin Claymore and his volunteer team did an unbelievable job keeping things organized, keeping things on time keeping things running as smoothly as humanly possible. My complaints lie with the fact that they didn't have a whole lot of help from the parental groups involved. I was watching and filming a lot of the games over at the international tournament over the last several days. And mind you, I used to coach Biddy basketball at the all-star level and then also just at the league level for South LaFouche Biddy. Haven't coached in about oh five or 06 years now. one of the reasons why I stopped is a a lack of free time career got busy and then B parents I'll be honest parents were a big reason why so I here I am I'm watching and I'm I'm hoping right because I do miss coaching right I'm hoping like hey things got better we've gotten more reasonable and next year I'll coach again right hey, I miss it I miss the kids right as I was leaving the harangue auditorium yesterday I had the realization as I'm hitting unlock and sitting in the car, I ain't ever coaching again. Never coaching again. Not at that level, at least. The actions and activities of some of the parents that I saw over the last several days was deplorable. I am filming a championship game yesterday, and there are people on the court there are people yelling and screaming. There are people that are so aggressively talking to their child that their child is just robotically trained after every whistle to look in the stands to see what their parent has to say about their play. It is disturbing how aggressive some of you are some of you all are. It is disheartening how aggressive some of you all are. It is sad how aggressive some of you all are. Take a chill pill, relax, they're eight. Someone asked me the other day about rankings. Oh, uh, are you is Bayou Sports gonna come up with a list of rankings? They're eight. The thing that we should be ranking in eight eight-year-olds is who could figure out their multiplication tables the best. <laughs> or who could win the spelling be? Like they're eight talking to me about rankings and such give me a break and oh, oh by the way look i'm not just fussing at you parents some of the people that are directly or in, directly involved with the programs deserve a lot of blame too i'm not i'm coming for you all too over the last several days i saw coaches act in ridiculous ways and nearly get thrown out of games Arguing and insulting officials. Arguing and insulting their own players. Being aggressive towards their own players. I witnessed a team not line up to acknowledge the accomplishment of a, an opposing player because of a rivalry or an issue that happened a month and a half ago between coaches at a, at a game that was played in New Orleans or something like that. A grudge be held by an adult which cost a kid an opportunity to get some spotlight. And then more important than that, I watched the same coach lie about it on social media. Oh, it was late. We just had to get home. Give me a break. You're lying. You're lying. You knew what you were doing when you pulled your kids off the court. It was to settle a grudge. It was to settle a score. So my message is this. Let's all just relax. And then look, 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 look. Before, before it sounds like I'm throwing a blanket at everyone. Here's the thing, man. And this is this is the curse with you with youth sports, man. This is why this is this conversation is so sad. Ninety nine percent of you do it right. Ninety nine percent of you are there to try to allow your kid to stay active, or there to allow your kid to have fun, to make friends. All the stuff that youth sports is supposed to be about. 99% of you are doing things the right way. But boy, that 1% could ruin it for everybody. And it's a loud 1%. And it's a 1% that unfortunately may have grown into a 3% or a 4% since I last coached. So if you were in the majority... Just keep doing what you're doing, and God bless you for letting your kids stay involved because youth sports are amazing, and it's a great tool to allow kids to stay active. And As they were talking about on uh, Talk of the Bayou before I got here, it's important for your kids to stay active. It's important for your kids to be in the community and making friends and competing and all that good stuff. I agree with all that stuff a 1,000%. But if you are in that 3% or that 4% of folks who are kind of spoiling it for everybody else, Re-evalu- reevaluate evaluate your priorities, please. Reevaluate why you're acting the way you're acting. And remember this, your child is eight years old, bro. What happens with your child today at eight is not going to be looked at by Kim Mulkey. I've, I've had college coaches ask me for tape. They never asked me for biddy tape. Let's see how much the kids grow. Let's see how much the kids develop. Right now, it's just about letting them have fun letting them have fun. To the teams who were successful, to the teams who won, for the teams who brought home championships, congratulations to you all. I'm I'm sincerely happy for the kids. Can't say that I'm happy for some of the coaches of those teams, but I am happy for the kids and I'm happy for their organizations that they represent. For the folks who made my last couple of days uncomfortable, shame on you. Let's do better. They're children. There's no result of any eight-year-old sporting event that is going to change or shake the landscape of our community or of the world. So stop stop acting like this is a life or death situation. Stop acting like this is is something that is going to drastically change your child's future based on how this ball bounces. It's not. The aggression and the attitude that I saw amongst again a small majority or small minority rather of people over the last couple of days was just appalling. And it ruined the fact that 95% of everyone else was behaving themselves and was having a great time and was doing it for the right reasons. And that's a shame that the good have to pay for the bad. That's a shame that there are a lot of people like me who don't even want to be involved anymore because of that silent majority getting drowned out by that vocal minority. That's a shame. That's a shame. Again, kudos to the city of Thibodeau. You did the best that you could with the hand that you were dealt. Mr. Kevin Claymore, you hosted a wonderful wonderful event. To the Biddy Basketball folks, you guys did an amazing job. Boy, it was tough watching at times. People on the court, people... Walking around and feeling like they own the gym the entitlement the coach is stomping around getting technical foul. for what I've been coaching I coached for about 10 years before I stopped I never one time got a technical foul. never one time there's not anything to yell at the official loud enough like there's no reason to get that aggressive. You're seeing it happen routinely in a U8 game come on man. Let's catch a break. I could wander on and on and on about this until 1 o'clock, but no one wants to hear me talk about this anymore. Ten minutes is enough. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll go to Josh Smith of HL Bourgeois Baseball. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this.
1: The music on the bayou, the all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM.
2: I'm Dean Sabwa, candidate for the Great Old Fooseport Commission, C.E., Serving the people of South Lafouche has been my commitment, from being a lifelong resident to serving 37 years in law enforcement, while also serving on the Lafouche Ambulance District and the Lafouche Fire District Number no. 3 boards. I feel that I can bring a fresh business sense to the Port Commission. So on March 25th, please vote for me, Dean Sabwa, for the Great Lafouche Port Commission, seat E. Early voting starts from March 11th through the 18th, paid for by Dean Sabwa Campaign Fund.
3: Following a natural disaster, it is imperative that insurance companies respond quickly for our communities begin to rebuild. Louisiana law requires prompt adjustment of claims as well as payment following a storm. If your insurance company failed to pay your claim within 30 days following inspection of your property, please call us at AMO Trial Lawyers, 985-446-3333. That's 985-446-3333. You may have an additional claim for recovery. AMO
4: Trial lawyers.
5: It's Ford Truck Month at Calvin Braxton Ford, Now offering 60 months 0.9 APR on all 2022 F-150s with $2,000 off MSRP. Get a great deal on all 2022 Explorers with $2,000 off MSRP. The sporty 2022 Ford Edge has $4,000 off MSRP. So now's the time to buy. Test drive one today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 LA1 in Lockport. Big town inventory, small town prices. Offers good till April 3rd.
7: Gulf South Homes is a locally owned and operated mobile home dealership specializing in manufactured homes, modular homes, office units, and camps. Gulf South Homes offers land home packages on your land or ours. Our friendly staff will help you with parts and service and insurance. Did you know you can even custom design your home? And we work with the Restore Louisiana grant program. So see us today at 1986 Highway 182 in Houma or call 985-876-0222. The home of your dreams is waiting for you at Gulf South Homes.
2: Here's Pastor Rick with a special message.
7: Hi everybody, this is Pastor Rick
8: Warren. Would you like to live an extraordinary life? One where you make a lasting contribution that serves God and blesses others? A life where you use all your skills and abilities and talents to pursue your dreams? Well, guess what? God wants you to live that life. In fact, he created you to live a life of significance as you pursue the dream he's placed in your heart. That's why I've written a new book called Created a Dream, the six phases God uses to grow your faith. It explains the process that God uses to deepen your faith as he moves you step by step closer to your dream. You can go to pastorrick.com slash dream and you can get the first chapter there. Thank you so much, I love you.
0: Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. We go to the phone lines for the first time today, and we'll have Coach Josh Smith with HL Bourgeois on the line. His Braves are 6-6-1 six, six and one on the young season. When I say young season, we're getting more towards the middle portions of the season every day. Coach Smith, good morning, man. How are you?
9: Doing good. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, tough one yesterday, man. You guys go uh take on Vanderbilt and they they kind of put it on you a little bit 9 to 1. What went wrong for your club yesterday in taking on those terriers, man?
9: Uh if I'm going to be honest, uh lazy. We played lazy. We didn't play, we didn't compete. Um things like that. That's uh that happened with us against CCA, you know. Um I don't know if it was the cool air or what. We just we didn't compete yesterday. And uh when we do compete, we can pretty much play with anyone when we do that. But that's the story. We didn't compete.
0: So tell me about this, man. It feels like your crew is a little bit inconsistent, right? I mean, like you guys beat South Terrebonne, but then, you know, get shut out by CCA, get beat 9-1 to by Vanderbilt. Like, what's going on, man? Like how do you guys get that more consistent effort from the boys?
9: Uh, it's, the, it's the youth. It's the youth. Uh, after losing 12 seniors, only having two seniors this year, um, it's just the youth and immaturity. Uh, we're growing, though. Um, we just need them to grow up a little bit faster, as most coaches you'll hear us say. Uh, but that's going to be it. I mean, just to grow uh, and trying to get them better in the right mindset. Sometimes we're not in the right mindset when we play. And, um, you know, you hear me a lot talk about uh, the mental state of the uh, game that you play. Uh, we just got to be better mentally.
0: Six runs in the last four games combined, partner. That's not going to do it. And granted, one of the games was a win, but boy, it's going to be tough when you're just scoring two and three runs. How do you guys get to where you're swinging a little more consistently and could score maybe six or seven runs?
9: We've got to have better approaches when guys are on scoring position. Uh, I think I looked at it earlier. We left, uh, I think in those games, we left like 40 guys on base or in scoring position it's crazy uh we just got to have better approaches when guys are on scoring position we're getting guys second and third we're just not getting them in and uh that's how it's got to be we're gonna have better approaches and like i pre our guys i mean with less than two i just hit the ball on the ground guy gets in and scores
0: 40 runs stranded in the last four games bro that's got look as a coach you got to be patient and you got to be you know you got to make sure that you're you're coaching and then that you're trying to you know, do the right thing by the kids, but boy, that's got to be tough to watch. That I know that's
8: frustrating.
9: It is because I mean, uh, it, we got we know we have guys that can hit, and we got we know we have guys that can produce. It's just at, at some point, you know, this is a funny game of baseball, and uh, it works in weird ways. But sometimes, at some point, you got to come through and get some runs in. Right now, we're struggling.
0: Is it a tournament weekend for you all? If so, where are you guys playing and who are you guys going to be facing in the next couple of days?
9: Uh, yeah, we have a tournament weekend this weekend. We got Edie White on Thursday. It was supposed to be Friday, but with that weather coming in, we bumped it up to Thursday. And then Saturday, we're supposed to have Morgan City at Edie White. And then right after that, we'll have Assumption at Edie White. So it's not much of an easy weekend either.
0: Big challenges and some big games for your team, man. Looking at the numbers, you guys, I believe, are like twenty seventh, and you got to get to twenty four to make it in. So, bro, it's almost that situation, like you don't want to say every game's win now or you know must win, but it's not that dire yet. But but it is a situation where you guys got to start making your climb.
9: Yeah, um, we're 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 still hovering around that twenty four to twenty seven area, which is not a bad spot to be right now. But like you said, you know, at some point we got to just start hitting the button to say, hey, we got to win now. And, uh, like I told these guys, you know, we have to, before district, we got to at least get to 10 to 12 wins before district to, uh, to give us our shot, to get to that number of 18 to 21 to get in. Cause I think that's what we, what teams are going to need to be in that 24 areas by 18 to 20 wins, which is crazy to think how last year we were at 22 wins and, you know, we still were only at 19. So it's, it's a game that you got to play with PowerPoints, but yeah, you're right. We start we do have to start winning and winning soon
0: what are some of the things that that you guys are are doing that you like right now man obviously the pitching's been pretty good you lost a couple of three two ball games or you know some games where you guys are are losing some nail biters what are some other things that you're liking with your crew right now
9: throwing strikes and we've been playing pretty good defense mostly i mean uh as me and you talked before the season our biggest question mark was pitching Apparently, that's not our question mark anymore because uh, we're, we're, throw, we're throwing strikes. We're getting guys out. Um, we just got to get the offense rolling. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very happy with uh, our pitching side. You know, we got four guys that can start for us right now, which is coming into the season, I knew for sure, too. But uh, it's been nice to see our pitching come around and be our strong point right now.
0: I asked you about some of the MLB rule changes the last time we had you on. Now I'm going to ask you some different stuff about the professional game. Look, I had Joe on the show Monday, and he was—he and I were talking about the World Baseball Classic and how we were not pleased with the way the Americans were approaching the World Baseball Classic. I think they're out there just lollygagging. I don't think they're really competing. Joe said they're just kind of saving themselves, not trying to get injured whereas the other teams are playing a little harder. Now, since that conversation between Joe and I, the Americans did whoop up on Canada pretty good and looked a little bit better. But, bro, what's going on, man? Why aren't the Americans competing, man? Like, I'm seeing Venezuela and the Dominican Republic, and, like, they're treating this like it's a huge event. The Americans are treating it like, uh, you know, it's a hell with it. If we win, awesome. If not, no big deal.
9: Uh, you know, I almost say it's kind of like how we're playing right now, you know. Look, it's very lackadaisical, not... uh. Like you said, not just going at it. I mean, I enjoy watching uh, Venezuela and them. Like this morning when I woke up, I was watching Cuba and Israel. I mean, th- those guys were going at it. Uh, but you're right. Uh, USA just seems a little lackadaisical. But the crazy part is they got so many superstars on that team they can put it together and get some sort of energy flowing through them. They'll be They'll be really good. But, again, I mean, I think they're in that spring training mindset right now, and that's not a good place to be in that uh, WBC.
0: No doubt, who's not in a spring training mindset is the LSU baseball team, brother. It is a clinic. They are run ruling everybody. Yesterday, the only reason why it wasn't a run rule is because they were forcing UNO to play nine so that they could get used to playing nine. Because they're run ruling everybody, man. LSU's beating the snot out of their non-conference opposition. I cannot wait for the weekend against Texas A&M. It'll be a stiffer test, but I think the Tigers are still going to put it on them, man. I think they're just that good.
9: I think so too. Um, like I tell everybody, uh, once you hit that SEC <laughs> conference, they'll they're, they'll take a they'll slow down a little bit, but not a lot. I mean, they they're just ridiculous one through nine with uh, the firepower they have, and their pitching has been day and night compared to last year with the guys they brought in and everything but when you can outscore teams the way you are if you have a little bit above average pitching you'll you'll do well but i mean lsu they're they're one through 30 whatever guys they got it's it's ridiculous what jay johnson's brought in but that offense it's it's scary it's really scary and i wouldn't want to try and face any of those guys because one through nine good luck
0: and look, I get that the MLB teams, they like to draft pitchers number one because, I mean, if you got a frontline starting pitcher, you know, that could that could change everything for you. Dylan Cruz is batting 519, bro. I don't know what the draft's going to look like, but it would be hard for me to pass on a guy who's hitting above 500 at the collegiate level and who could run and who could play the outfield like that guy. Like, he, he feels like number one overall selection material to me.
9: Oh, no doubt. Uh... He's pretty much the same as when Mike Trout came out of high school. In the yep. race, but seeing Mike Trout as being a top-three pick. And then, you know, he gets drafted. Look at him now. I mean, Dylan Cruz, just lucky that guy came to campus because he is just scary good. And, uh, you know, after Dylan leaves this year, I think Paxton Cling is going to step in his spot because he is, even though he's a freshman, that, that kid is unreal. And it's it's crazy what they have that's going to be, draft eligible this year and in the future i mean you're looking at a bunch of first
0: round picks right now unbelievable stuff man well look coach we thank you so much for the time y'all go get hot this weekend alright, bro i appreciate it thank you man yep that is coach josh smith with hl bourgeois doing a good job a couple of things that i didn't mention earlier is hey yeah i didn't do a show yesterday my bad i didn't even talk about that nor bring that up just had a lot of different stuff going on was tied up and was occupied couldn't make it out here i'm good for the rest of the week um so yeah, we got that covered. And then the the next thing that I want to tell you is that I just got a message from Taylor. Taylor will not be able to join us at 1215. That's okay. We'll be able to do our high school segment and everything that we usually do at the top of the show that we didn't do because I went on my rant about biddy basketball. So we'll get to that um, in hour two at 1215. And then we should also now be able to get our mail back. So let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, we're going to go to Coach G. Cassard of Ascension Catholic. His team is playing some good baseball in the early stages of the year, and we love chatting with G. about everything happening around the sport. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll have Coach Cassard. It's play-by-play on KLEB.
1: The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM.
5: It's Ford Truck Month at Calvin Braxton Ford, now offering 60 months 0.9 APR on all 2022 F-150s with $2,000 off MSRP. Get a great deal on all 2022 Explorers with $2,000 off MSRP. This sporty 2022 Ford Edge has $4,000 off MSRP, so now's the time to buy. Test drive one today at Calvin Braxton Ford. 5878 LA1 in Lockport. Big Town Inventory. Small Town Prizes. Offers good till April 3rd.
7: Gulf South Homes is a locally owned and operated mobile home dealership specializing in manufactured homes, modular homes, office units, and camps. Gulf South Homes offers land home packages on your land or ours. Our friendly staff will help you with parts and service and insurance. Did you know you can even custom design your home? And we work with the Restore Louisiana grant program. So see us today at 1986 Highway 182 in Houma or call 985-876-0222. The home of your dreams is waiting for you at Gulf South Homes.
0: It's play by play here on KLEB, Casey Gisclair here. We're going to go to the phone lines one more time. And we're going to have our next call in guest, which is Coach G Cassard of Ascension Catholic, who's on the line now. His team is eight and five on the season, playing some good ball. Coach G, good afternoon, buddy. How are you?
10: Hey, Casey, how are you doing today, man?
0: I'm doing fine, my friend. Look, it's been a, a hot stretch for your team, playing some good ball, you know, getting some wins against quality competition. I know that's got to make you proud. You're eight and five, and you're sitting at a good position in the power ratings right now, sitting at number four. Good, good things all around for Ascension Catholic right now, man. Tell us about your team.
10: Yeah, we've we've been playing pretty well, case. You know, the one thing we always try to try to, you know, a mark of our program is we're going to play a really good schedule, and we we have. I mean, from day one, the last three weeks, I can't believe we're already rolling into week four, but. Uh, the quality of the opponents and and the competition has really uh, you know has really served us well it's uh, it's helped us find out about our club and uh, find out some areas that we need some some help uh, we have been nicked up a little bit we've, we've lost two key uh, position players this year late melanson who's a senior um, the first weekend we we're at the Brulee tournament and he hit hit the bag running through first base and ended up you know kind of rolling his ankle and it turned out he's got like a fracture in his uh, in his it's one of his uh, either the femur or the, the, the tibula. So he's been out for the last four or five weeks, or four weeks, and uh, we're, hopefully we'll get some good news here soon and we getting get him back. He was our leadoff guy and pretty instrumental for us uh, offensively and, and defensively and on the mound. And then uh, a couple of days later uh, against E.D. White, uh, Colin Brown, who's been our uh, two-year starting third baseman, has really done some good stuff for us offensively, um, had a contusion, ran into uh, first baseman at E.D. White, and uh, we had to take him out of the game. So in a matter of a few days, we really got to see kind of what depth, uh, you know, that we had, Case, and, and we were able to br- bring in two younger guys. One's a senior who didn't play much last year. He had a knee injury, Jacob Latino, who still in really well at second base. And then uh, uh, Harrison Leday who's a who's a sophomore, uh, is learning kind of trial by fire. We threw him in at third base, and, and he's really – uh, done a good job so haven't missed the beat and um you know right now for us in case in those weeks where we play four games man it really stresses and tests your pitching staff and you really find out about them i mean we have two really good guys three good guys on the front end the leonard twins brooks and Bryce, both all state guys that signed with northwestern state so they always give us a chance and then jackson landry who committed he's a junior uh he committed to ul ulm He's had a great spring as well. It's kind of been that fourth day, that four, that game four starter, where it's kind of been a hodgepodge of trying to figure out who can and who can't, and uh, you know the schedule has really, really kind of showed us what we have and what we need to work on. So at this point, we're in a good, good place. Cases, I'm happy with the way we're playing. We've really been tested in a lot of ball games, um, you know. So I, I think early on, probably last year, in the last two years, I've been here. We probably won some games that maybe. Uh, you know, we were fortunate in this year. Uh, you know, we've, we've had some games where we've taken some lumps and we hadn't played well. But I think we have the attention of our team. We're hungrier. We're working harder. Uh, if we can happen to get those two guys back at some point, I really like where we're at. And even if we don't, the two guys that have filled in have been really good. Um, so, you know, we're, we're, we're happy. I think the schedule has really put us in a good spot. And unlike the last couple of years, we're trying to keep, and trying to reverse the the story you know we played well early on the first two years and then we've been a play away or an out away from making it to the uh state tournament we haven't been able to finish off for this year i think hopefully we can take some lumps early find out who we are and get hot late and let's uh let's finish this thing off
0: good stuff man and look one of the things that you just told me a minute ago is you know hey i've got three really quality arms the problem sometimes comes on that fourth game of the week well Look, here's the thing that I'm looking at in the playoffs brother there's no fourth game in the week it's three game series man that's that should suit your team pretty well
10: well you know case it acts and people don't know this like in division four and division five they, they don't have enough umpires so we're we're not playing a two game oh four, five, three series anymore it's single elimination
0: so wow I didn't I, realize that
10: yeah so if you go if you look when they went from classification to division when they redid everything in August for football, they made it straight, you know, division one through division four, select and non-select. Well, when they got to, once they got past division three, division four and division five, there's not enough umpires. You need tier two umpires to call after the second round in a series. Well, the state doesn't have enough umpires. Okay. So what they did is they made division four and division five single elimination. So, that's that's what we have this year, and and to tell you the truth, I don't know for us if it doesn't set up maybe better because yeah. the arms that we have, I mean it's going to be tough for somebody to score against us, and we, we we're going to have the same deal, uh, you know, with them. But we got three of them. If somebody only has one or two, you know, we'll take our chances. But yeah, it's it's a different format this year, Casey.
0: I didn't realize that, partner. Thanks for the information. Uh, what, what's the rundown this weekend for your team? Are you guys playing some tournament ball? What, what, what's it look like for you guys this weekend?
10: Yeah, we're hosting – uh, us and Lutcher, we kind of co-host uh, a big tournament. I think there's 37 teams in this thing. It starts tomorrow. We're going to be playing at, man, five or six sites. Uh, I know for us, tomorrow, we're uh, there's, there's North Lake Christian – I think it's Patterson, maybe, that plays before us. And then we have University High tomorrow night. Friday, we're supposed to play Albany. But, man, the weather looks terrible on Friday. We're trying to kind of, you know, look at revisions, maybe go Saturday, Sunday. Uh, But right now, everything's as scheduled. So we would play Albany on Friday. And then Saturday would be uh, St. Thomas Aquinas. So everything's at La La this weekend. And there's uh, other teams playing at other sites. So another good week. We played... Lafayette Christian last night won nine to three. Used one of our, you know, seniors who, uh, you know, is starting to try to fill that fourth spot. He ended up, you know, doing a really good job last night. He went seven innings, uh, only gave up a couple runs. It was pretty efficient through eighty eighty three pitches.
9: So that was a nice surprise last night. Here's
0: the, here's the big question, man. And y- you mentioned it a minute ago. As you guys are trying to make sure, you know, hey, we're playing our best ball at the right time of the year, and. You know, I asked Chandler about that last year, and he said, you know, hey, man, look, we, we were one of those teams that maybe peaked a little too early, but then he said, I don't know what to do. Like, you're not going to tell your team that's playing well, hey, let's stop hitting home runs, guys. Let's save those for later. Like, as a coach, how do you approach that and make sure that they're all, you know, uh, pushing forward at the right time?
9: That's
10: a good question, Case. I, I know this year for us, I've, I've tried to flip the schedule a little bit. Like, I made the, the end of our schedule really, really tough. I mean, we, we finished up that last day with – uh, central baton rouge because in our district we only play one game and there's a couple teams in our district that are that are good teams uh central christian this year is having a having a good year and so is st john they're usually always traditionally but you know some of the other teams really don't they don't prepare so we've kind of changed changed a little bit of our focus to where i think we're going to make we've made the end really really tough central private's Prov- a really good school uh we we finished with them on a monday and then like i said the the that week prior is to the end of the season is really good. I think for us, it's just we need, we need to be able to go out and uh, finish plays. That's kind of been our motto and, and a little bit of that how to win awareness. I know I'm stealing something from Skip Bertman, but we got Jason Williams on our staff, former LSU great, and, and that's what we're kind of looking. We're, we're, we're trying to challenge our kids every day to figure out ways and to be better baseball students and figure out ways to win games instead of sometimes wondering you know what happened. So uh, our kids have done a better job, and I think all we can do as coaches is just, you know, prepare them. And these kids have been around for three years, and I think for the last two, they've they've kind of seen the season end when probably, you know, we should have been the team that was advancing, but you know, we we didn't get the job done. So I think this year they're a little hungrier, they're a little more focused. And I think they're uh, they're dead set on, you know, finishing the job and make sure that we get the soccer.
0: You know, I gotta ask you about Cruz, man. You told me on the phone a minute ago he is the Donaldsonville teenager of the year. That's well, a it's amazing to me that he is already a teenager. But we talk about that every time we have you on. But then, second man continuing to do big things. I know you got to be a proud papa, man. Congratulations to you all.
10: Yeah, he's he's uh, he's done some great things. You know, uh, you know, socially, just as a dad. I mean, any, anything. I'm always proud of of all the things that uh, he accomplished. But last night was kind of crazy. You know, case he was. He was working the game. We won 9-3. to He had his wrap-up. Uh, they hurry up and they put him in a car. They took him down to uh, City Hall, and he walked in just in time when they were kind of making the announcement from six other students. And he was, he was kind of surprised. I don't think, you know, neither one of us thought that he was going to win that. So uh, it was a good night for Cruz, good night for the Cossard Fan family. I'm uh, super proud. and can't believe this thing is, is almost coming to an end. You know, I'll run together. Um, you know, we've been together for the last eight years doing this stuff at, at a couple different places. So, good night for the Cassars last night in Cruise.
0: Love to hear it, partner. Coach, thanks so much for the time, and uh, good luck this weekend, man. Hope you guys get some Ws.
10: Thank you, Case. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for all you do.
0: Yes, sir. That is Coach Cassard with Ascension Catholic doing an excellent job. That's some good people, man. That's some good people. That's a good family. You know, they are, uh, there's no, uh, no doubt or, or no secret as to why wherever Coach G goes, the team has success because they do it the right way. They build it the right way. And it's a great man and a great family. Let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. We'll give you a rundown of some of the things that have happened in local high school baseball. We usually do this at the top of the show, but Taylor had some work obligations that are not allowing him to come on the air, so it freed up a segment. We'll do that in the next segment. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be
3: right back after this. Hi, my name is Reggie Laday. I am running for the Greater Lafourche Port Commission, CE. I'm number one on the ballot with 31 years of experience in the oil and gas industry from the drilling rigs in the Gulf of Mexico to managing one of the largest shore bases in Port Fouchon. I am a proven leader and focused on our future. I humbly ask you, my constituents of the 10th Ward, for your vote on March 25th with early voting beginning March 11th through the 18th, paid for by the Regula Day Campaign Fund.
11: Chevrolet Suburban, Tahoe, Traverse, Blazer, Equinox, Trailblazer, Trax. Looking for the room to haul your passengers and cargo area to fit your needs? Golden Motors has your SUV waiting for you. Come on in and check them out. Special APR as low as 2.9% for 60 months on 2023 Chevy Equinox. Hurry before it's gone. Chevy, find new roads. Golden Motors, 15101, Highway 3235, and Cutoff. On the back road, 3251000. Price is priority. 2.9% APR with approval through GM Financial. See dealer for details.
6: Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with...
8: Guaranteed.
0: We had some really good high school baseball get played in the last couple of days in our area, and we'll give you a rundown of what happened and what took place starting on Monday, and then we'll give you also the yesterday results from Tuesday. The Monday schedule was lighter than the Tuesday schedule, but we'll give you results from both days. We lead off with a game you were able to hear right here on KLEB, a game you were able to watch on Bayou Sports. Central Lafourche gets a 10-inning 7-6 to win over South Lafourche. Whew, that was a good one. That was a stressful game both ways. The Trojans get a big lead, blow it. Tarpons have opportunities and extra innings, can't convert. Central LaFouche gets a 7-6 win. Two notes about the Tarpons, and I'll give you one positive and one negative. The positive was that I thought it was very impressive that South LaFouche was able to compete while not throwing their top arms against a quality opponent. The Tarpons were throwing you know, some of their... Reserve pitchers, you know, after using a lot of the top guys over the weekend, and those guys all pitched well. Well enough to give the team a chance to win. Um, So that's, that's impressive. Second thing, and the thing that's maybe a little less impressive and is maybe a little bit more of, you know, something that they got to clean up. Tarpentine has got to get better in their outfield defense. Like... I've watched them now play a couple times this season. Both times that I've seen them play, they're just dropping fly balls in the outfield. Like You're not going to play playoff baseball if you can't catch fly balls in the outfield. It bit them twice against Central LaFouche. It bit them a couple of times against Terrebonne. I don't know what combination it's got to be in right, center, and left, but they've got to find a combination of dudes that are going to consistently catch those fly balls out there because routine outs have got to be routine outs. I'm not asking dudes to be King Griffey and make diving catches. I'm not asking dudes to be going up over the fence and robbing home runs. That's not what we're asking anybody to do. We're asking people when the ball's in your glove to catch it and not just drop it. And we've seen too many drops out there from the Tarpons. Also on Monday, we had Thibodeau get a 15-0 win over Bonneville. Thibodeau's getting getting hot, man. They're playing at a high level. Monday, we had Morgan City Beatville Ville Platt 10 nothing. We had... South Terrebonne actually falls 6-5 against Slidell. Vandeville beat Catholic of New Iberia 7-6. The Terriers are starting to get hot. Patterson uh, beat up on large Beaconsfield Landry 25-9. Good win for Patterson. We had Homa Christian School beat Riverdale 11-6, so good win for Homa Christian. Monday, CCA lost to Mandeville 4-1. Central Catholic of Oregon City beat Higgins 13-7. That was our local scoreboard from Monday. Now, on Tuesday, yesterday, the, the schedule got a little bit more extensive. There were more teams that were competing, more teams that were playing. And I could tell you that on Tuesday, we had Central Lafouche fall to South Terrible in 13-5. Coach Mike Barba could send Coach Chandler Guitros a, a postcard thanking him because the Tarpons making the Trojans play that 10-inning game depleted a lot of Central Lafouche's pitching and reserves. And I would have been shocked, quite frankly. Look, this is no disrespect to Central LaFouche, I think is a really good team. But you just saw, uh, based on the way that they were pitching at the end of the game and, and realizing that they played a full weekend the weekend before, like you just had an idea. Yeah, they're not going to have a whole lot of pitching left. South Terrebonne comes in and beats them 13-5 to and gets a decisive win. Destrahan falls 6-5 to against Live Oak. Live Oak's really good. East St. John gets an 11-4 win over John F. Kennedy. East St. John, boy, I'm telling you, look, I don't know that they're going to be a threat in our local 5A district because our local 5A district is so very good, but the thing that East St. John has done this season that is going to make everybody else in the area happy is A, they have improved, and B, they have scheduled themselves a schedule that will allow them to get some wins, so playing them is not going to hurt you, and and that's key, man, because look, in years past, you'd play those guys, they would, have, they would be 2-30, and just playing them would make your power rating number move down. That's not the case this year. They're 5-7, and seven, which is still not great, right? But they have won enough games in the early stages to where it's a more manageable contest. And they've got some games coming up. They've got a three-gamer with Patrick Taylor. They play St. James. Like They've got some games coming up. They play Class B Holden. They've got games that they could win that they can maybe get themselves up to 10 or so wins, in which case, hey... It's not a bad result at all. You beat those guys, you get 30 points, and you know, that turns into a quality win. So kudos to them. They have helped out that entire district by improving and also scheduling a little better. Vanderbilt beats HL Bourgeois 9-1, to as Josh Schmidt was telling us earlier in the show, and as I was telling you earlier in this segment, Vanderbilt's starting to peak. They're starting to come together. They're starting to play their best ball of the season right now. Um, and good to see it. Hanville gets a 13-0 win over South Plaquemine. So, good win for the Hanvo Tigers. Terrebonne falls to Newman 12-5. to So, Newman beats Terrebonne. Thibodeau, listen to this, y'all. I, look, I know we do the whole hashtag everybody's good and we talk about the improvements and how great the area is. And we're not backing away from that. But, look, this is just an indicator of how true I think that is. Thibodeau beat Ellender yesterday 7-5. to Thibodeau's really good. Really, really good. Ellender usually when they face that level of team let's be honest and and I I, I hope Jamie Della, who is not taking offense to this if he's listening and I do think he listens to the show but Ellander's kind of been that team where they they beat the 5 and 10 team 7 to 2 but then when they face the 10 and 5 team they they kind of are lacking a little bit right they haven't been able to to knock off that top flight competition they go on the road and play Thibodeau and only lose 7-5. I'm warning you, local 4A district. I'm warning you. Ellender could go. Ellender could go. If they held down that Thibodeau offense to 7, a Thibodeau offense that's red hot, they could go. I wouldn't be surprised if they popped a win against a Morgan City, who got 10 wins. Wouldn't be surprised if they scared the hell out of some of the quote-unquote big dogs in the district. I wouldn't be surprised if Ellender got them some district wins and was a player this year. Wouldn't be surprised. They have a win over 8-8, 5 A Como team. They have a win over Patterson, who's an 11-win team. They got a close loss against a 9-5. Kaplan team was good. A close loss against a 10-5. Thibodeau team was good. This is a team that is playing at a high level, and I'm telling you, don't forget about them in our local 4A district. Those guys could play. This may be the best Ellender team that Coach Delahouse and his crew have had. Assumption gets a 6-2 win over E.D. White, and from what I understand, it was just a defensive struggle for E.D. White, and Assumption takes full advantage getting the win at home. The Mustangs are another one of those forgotten teams. They could really play They've got an opportunity to maybe punch their ticket to Sulphur this year. They're that level of good, and Assumption gets a big victory over E.D. White. Uh, let's see. We had also in 4A, uh, Morgan City beats Highland Baptist 12-5, to gets their 10th win of the season. We told you about South Terrebonne beating Central. We told you about Vanderbilt beating H.L. Bourgeois. Berwick falls to Turlings Catholic 6-5 over in 3A. Berwick's scuffling a little bit, but I don't buy into that too much because they have played elite competition. Donaldsonville, that's a local 3A team from our local 3A district. They beat White Castle 15-11, to 11, so that's a plus one for everybody in the 3A district who has to play them later on. Also a plus one for everybody in our local 3A district is Patterson getting a 16-0 win over Slaughter Community Charter. Good win for the Lumberjacks, earning a PowerPoint for everybody in our local district. Um Single A, Covenant Christian, we told you on Monday they lost to Mandeville. That was short-lived because, my goodness, they put it on Bell Chase yesterday. 22-6, CCA gets a victory over Bell Chase, taking care of business in non-district play over a 4A opponent. Also, a single A team of interest, Central Catholic of Morgan City. They go out and play Santamont, who's usually one of the best teams in the state. Santamont beats them 6-1, to But you know they're going to win a bunch of games, and then you get a bunch of points for playing up to a 5A school. So that's a good uh, game for Central Catholic to play, though the result didn't necessarily shake in their favor. So that's our local scoreboard from the last couple of days. Today, there are going to be some teams in action, but I think the schedule is actually a little bit light today. Uh, Today, we have nothing in 5A, nothing in 4A. St. James traveling to take on Bonnable. And, yeah, yeah, locally, it's it's pretty much a wash. Nobody's playing today, um, which is a shame, I guess, right, because of this beautiful weather. No one's going to be able to get out and take advantage of it. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll get to our mailbag. We've got some questions from you all that we'll get answered. It's play-by-play on KLEB.
1: You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.
6: The music on the
11: bayou, the Rage and Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB and 102.7 FM.
1: The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM.
2: I am Dean Sava, candidate for Greater Lafourche Port Commission, seat a lifelong resident of the 10th Ward. I work towards reducing the millage being collected, preserve the current structure of the Port Commission, and no conflicts of interest. I am retired and able to commit the time serving as a commissioner. Please vote for me, Dean Sava on March 25th. Early voting from now through March 18th at the Laurel Civic Center. Please vote for Dean Savoie, Great Lafourche Port Commission, C.E., paid for by the Dean Savoie Campaign Fund.
7: Gulf South Homes is a locally owned and operated mobile home dealership specializing in manufactured homes, modular homes, office units, and camps. Gulf South Homes offers land home packages on your land or ours. Our friendly staff will help you with parts and service and insurance. Did you know you can even custom design your home? And we work with the Restore Louisiana grant program. So see us today at 1986 Highway 182 in Houma or call 985-876-0222. The home of your dreams
11: is waiting for you at Gulf South Homes. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with all new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper, or if it's just you for your daily commute, the comfort and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevy Silverado at Golden Motors. 15101, Highway 3235, and cutoff, the back road, 325 1000. Chevy, find new roads price is priority. Did
6: you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Cola, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins, Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems, Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632 1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano.
1: Simply free. Don't those two words go together nicely? Especially when they describe the very best in daily money management. At SL Bank, our Simply Free Checking account provides you the tools you need to manage your account and to make life a little easier. Want to know more about Simply Free Checking? Just talk with us today at SL Bank, member FDIC.
4: I'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I learned about atrial fibrillation the hard way. My symptoms would come and go, shortness of breath, fatigue. I kept going. Then I got so lightheaded, I couldn't. My doctor said I have AFib, so I'm about five times more likely to have a stroke. Other symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain can come and go, but the risk of stroke stays. If you have symptoms, tell a doctor. Visit NotimeToWait.com. Sponsored by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer.
8: Get ready, Gritter, New Orleans area. The big one, the great Southern Gun and Knife show is coming for two big days only this weekend at the Pontchartrain Train Center on Williams Boulevard. Show hours are Saturday 9 until 5, Sunday 10 till 5. Hundreds of dealer tables available full of guns, knives, ammunition, holsters, gun, books, camouflage, jewelry and related items. Hunters and collectors, this big show's for you. Buy, sell, trade, or just spend the day browsing. Ladies are especially welcome. Admission is just $10 for adults and $2 for children ages 6 to 11. Sorry, no one under the age of 18 admitted without a parent. Got any guns to sell? Be sure they're unloaded and bring them to the show. Thousands of buyers will be there. Instant background checks available for gun purchases. The big one, the great Southern Gun and Knife Show. Show hours 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 5 on Sunday. Come to the Pontchartrain Center on Williams. Boulevard to exercise your right to keep and bear arms. While you're there, be sure to register for the $50 restaurant gift card. See you there at the big one. sure a shoot and don't miss it. Ride in my beautiful- Join us for the first ever Bullets and Balloon Festival, March 31st through April 1st. This festival is designed to share with the world our unique Bayou cuisine, our culture, and our heritage. Ten hot air balloons will take you to the skies over Bayou Lafouche. Enjoy food, drink, and games, plus local artisans selling handcrafted creations. Bullets and Balloons Fest at Oak Ridge Park in Golden Meadow. Come and experience the best of Lafouche while also helping our four-legged friends. Visit louisianatravel.com to plan your trip today.
4: My name is Regula
3: Day. I am running for the Greater Lafourche Port Commission, seat E. I'm number one on the ballot with 31 years of experience in the oil and gas industry from the drilling rigs in the Gulf of Mexico to managing one of the largest shore bases in Port Fouchon. I am a proven leader and focused on our future. I humbly ask you, my constituents of the 10th Ward, for your vote on March 25th with early voting beginning March 11th through the 18th, paid for by the Regula Day Campaign Fund.
1: Baby, you're a song, you make me want to roll my windows
9: down
0: and cruise. Hey, baby. <laughs> we thank Coach G. We thank Coach Josh Smith. We thank everybody for listening. It's going to be a fun, final 25 or so minutes of play by play here on KLEB. Because we're opening up the mailbag, we're getting to you guys' questions. Didn't think we would get to this today, uh, biz usually Taylor and I, back in the day, right, it was I would have Taylor at 12.15, mailbag at 12.30, picks at the bottom of the show. But you guys like the segments with Taylor, so I've extended those. We go from 12.15 till almost the end of the show with Turtle. Um, so sometimes we run, run out of room for the mailbag, but once he had to cancel of work obligations, it allowed us to make it happen. So the first question will be, from a listener who wants to know, Casey, who will win the World Baseball Classic? <sighs> um, Not the United States. Let's get that out of the way right off top. It's not going to be the Americans, unfortunately. Um, I guess the easy answer is the Dominican Republic. But at times, they've kind of looked lackadaisical. As well, lost to Venezuela. Japan's tough to beat because they've got so much damn pitching. They're 4-0. They've only allowed eight runs in the four games. Um, I'll go the Dominican Republic. Even though they're not scoring runs, they've only scored 17 in three games. Like They're not scoring as much as you would think. I'll go the Dominican Republic reluctantly. I don't think anybody in Pool C, which is the United States' pool, I don't think anybody there has a chance. I do think Venezuela has a chance. I do think Japan has a chance. Cuba's a wild card. They could obviously play at a high level. Um, so yeah, I'll go I'll go with the favorite. I'll, I'll take the Dominican Republic, but thanks for the question because I have been watch excuse me, I have been watching the World Baseball Classic and I've been extremely entertained. Casey, uh do you think Aaron Rodgers will play next season? Well, there's actually been some news, you know. I I should have probably just done a segment on this, right? Aaron Rodgers announced on the Pat McAfee show that he wants to play for the New York Jets this coming season. So that's breaking news, and that answers your question. He wants to play for the New York Jets. Um, But here's the thing. The Packers are demanding, and look, look, rightfully so, right? The Packers are demanding a lot in return from the Jets. They want, you know, first-round picks and different things of the sort. So here's the thing, man. And I, and I hope Green Bay does this. I, I hope Green Bay does this because we live in an era now where there's athlete entitlement and these guys think that they could just demand trades and you have to trade them and that, oh, yeah, you have to trade them exactly where they want to be traded despite the fact that they're under contract, despite the fact that they're under contract for multiple years. We live in this world where the athletes feel so entitled that they think they could dictate where they want to go at all times. I hope Green Bay holds firm to this, and if the Jets don't give them the package that they want, which is reportedly two first-round picks, I hope they force them to retire. I hope they force them to retire. I hope they just don't trade them and say, hey, you're either playing for us or you're not playing anywhere, and I hope they force him to retire. And that's nothing against Aaron Rodgers. I don't have any grudge against him, right? But the fact remains, you signed an extension with them last year. And it was an extension of, you know, hey, I'll be here for the next couple years. And then now I want to go to the Jets. And some of it, right, is because Green Bay also is ready to move on too. So the the Packers are not blameless in this situation, and that's not at all what I'm insinuating. But this idea of, hey, I'm going to be under contract, but I'm going to force you to trade me. And I'm going to force you to trade me exactly where I want you to trade me. It's not in the spirit of what your contract stands for. And it's not in the spirit of the integrity of the league. Like, that's not right. And I I hope that Green Bay holds firm. They're either going to get paid fairly for this trade or they're going to just make Rodgers retire. Casey, what do you think of the New Orleans Saints offseason moves to this point? Not a huge fan. Um, I like the fact that they got Derek Carr, right? But they've lost a lot of other dudes, man. And that's the thing. Like, New Orleans Saints supporter guy wants to always rub in my face. Her, Loomis Math, we're not worried about being over the salary cap. We get whoever we want, blah, 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 blah. Not realizing the fact that, yeah, hey, Loomis Math, you were able to clear up the cap space to get Derek Carr. That's awesome. But you know what you lost in the process? You lost Caden Ellis, who's your fourth leading tackler. You lost Shy Tuttle, who was your best defensive tackle. You lost David Anyamata, who was your best defensive tackle, or your second best defensive tackle. You're losing pieces. You lose Marcus Davenport, who is a rush in who Granted, it was injury-prone, not often effective. But that's the thing that people don't realize. And go back in the archives, man. Because look, I'm not right about a whole lot, but I've nailed this one. I told you from the second that the season ended last year. Go back and look. Go into the January shows. In the Apple Podcast Library, they're all there. I told you in the January episodes that this is what was going to happen. And it's going to happen this way because Dennis Allen doesn't know what the hell he's doing and because Mickey Loomis is desperate and is just trying to figure something out that's going to work for him. I told you, the Saints were going to fix their offense by about two steps. But they were going to break their defense by about three steps in the process of fixing their offense. And yeah, on the surface to an average fan, it doesn't look like a big deal, right? Hey, you lose you know, on Yamada and Ellis and like you lose some guys that are not stars right you still got Cam Jordan you still got Demario Davis you still got Lattimore right and you sign Nathan Shepard who by the way is terrible but you signed him right so he's gonna he's gonna fill in like he's gonna be a body there right Contavia Street you signed him too from the Chiefs yeah he's, he's he's terrible too 13 tackles last year he's not very good but you signed him right But here's the thing. You're losing depth. You're losing depth. And when you lose depth, you can't afford to have any injuries. And it's a New Orleans organization that has not been able to stay healthy. It's a New Orleans organization that has had nothing but injuries. Like, So don't tell me that losing four starters on defense is not going to matter. Because it will matter. Don't tell me that, oh, you just go sign somebody else and replace them. No, you're not going to have that same continuity. So, yeah, your offense, yeah, it's going to get a little better, right? You know, you got Carr there. He's he's okay. Not going to be as much better than Andy Dalton and people think he's going to be, but he's going to be okay. You're not going to be without Kamara. You don't have a running back. No one wants to talk about that. But, yeah, your offense is going to get a little better, but your defense is going to get worse. And if you have any injuries at all, your defense could potentially get much worse. And that's the dirty little secret and the trick that the Saints are going to have to figure out and they're going to have to draft exceedingly well. Look, everything that I just said here, I'm putting my foot in my mouth if they cash in on their draft picks and they get a bunch of studs in the draft. But that's not likely, right? Like that's the exception. That's not usually the norm. Usually in the draft, you get one starter and a bunch of backups or whatever it may be. If they draft exceedingly well, they've got a chance to shut me up. I just don't know that that's going to be the case, Casey. Is there any chance that the Pelicans fire Willie Green? Wow, what a question there! <clears throat> no, I don't think they're going to fire Willie Green. But I said, what a question there, because what a fall from grace. A couple weeks ago, I'm getting shouted out by or shouted at by you guys because when the Pelicans were the five seed. I was telling you, don't get comfortable. This team's not going to make the playoffs at all. Oh, he's a hater. He don't know what he's talking about. Oh, he, he's, he doesn't like New Orleans. Oh, he doesn't root for any of the local teams. He's a Cowboys fan. <laughs> he's a Cowgirls fan. He, don't, he, he, he likes the 76ers. He doesn't pay attention less if it's James Harden. It's March the 15th and the Pelicans are the 12th seed. That, my friends, is why I am on the air talking about this stuff and you guys are tweeting at me not talking about this stuff. Because I could see the trees from the forest. I was able to see as soon as Zion got hurt, this is big trouble. This is not just a little deal. This is not just a two or three week injury like they're telling you. This is going to take a long time. Two and a half months later, Zion's still not there. The wheels have fallen off of the bus and the Pelicans are the 12 seed. And instead of calling me out and saying that I'm a moron, you guys are sending me questions asking me about the coach getting fired because I was right. This was a serious situation. This was a dire situation. And while, yes, it is still possible that the Pelicans could make the playoffs, the chances and the hopes of them making a run and maybe challenging the NBA championship, like you guys were talking about earlier in the year, that's not happening. The peak now for this team is they're going to get into the play-in tournament, maybe win the play-in tournament and lose an opening round series to somebody. That's the ceiling. That's as high as it's going to go. And that's a far, fall from grace for a team that was once the one seed. And I'd get reminded every day when y'all would send me the standings, hey, look, we're the one seed, we're the one seed. Well, now you're the 12 seed. Now you're the 12 seed and you're a team that's like 10 and 24 or something in your last 34 games without Zion Williamson. Why? Oh, go back to the February shows, and I could tell you why. Because Brandon Ingram doesn't move the needle when he's in the lineup, and C.J. McCollum's not good enough to be a best player. I tried to tell you during the trade deadline that they should have made a move. They should have made an uncomfortable move. That's the way I phrased it at that time. Make an uncomfortable move. Shuffle the deck. Get some of that dirt off of the bottom of the ocean floor to come up. Shake things up. Make the waters cloudy. Make people uncomfortable. Everybody was talking about, oh, no, the guys like each other. The chemistry is great. The vibe is great. We don't want to disrupt that. How's the chemistry and the vibe now whenever they can't stay within 40 points of the Lakers? They were losing by 40 at one time last night. How's the energy and the vibe now? Your schedule lightens up. You play the Rockets a couple of times. You play the Spurs. You've got some opportunities to get back in it. But you also got some opportunities to really, really, really make people look at you twice. If you go to Houston and lose one of those games, people are going to be looking at you twice. If you drop a home game to Charlotte, these are some big pressure games for Willie Green. I think he's safe for now, but if this thing continues to spiral, all bets are off. Casey, who's your NCAA tournament pick? As much as I want to beat on my chest and talk about being right about the Saints and the Pelicans, I can't do that for this question here at the NCAA tournament. I don't have a clue. I don't have a clue. I haven't filled out my bracket yet. When I do fill out my bracket, I'm going to pick, I don't know, Purdue, I guess. I like UCLA. I've seen that. I have no clue. For just for the sake of answering the question, I'm going to tell you Purdue, but I don't trust them as far as I could throw them. I, I have no idea. I look at teams that are seated in the 8-9 line, like Maryland and Auburn and Arkansas and Memphis, and I think those teams are every bit as capable as the teams that are seated on the 2-3 or line, like Marquette or Kansas State. I don't have any idea. I think tomorrow we're walking into a buzzsaw because I think all of these teams are not very good, and I think all these teams are more than capable of being beaten. Casey, who do you like for the NBA MVP? I think I've actually already answered this, but my answer is not going to change. I like Joel Embiid, and I'll, and I'll further elaborate. I think Joel Embiid is the most complete two-way player. The 76ers have a similar record to the Nuggets, which I think matters. And another thing that I think matters is the fact that Embiid plays the best against, or plays his best, rather, against the best competition. I, I told you Embiid's scoring numbers in the month of March. He's averaging 36.7 points per game. I mean, it's absurd. He's shooting 60% from the field. Like he's getting better as the season goes on. He gets to the free throw line 13 and a half times a game. The guy's playing at a level that I don't know that anyone else is playing at. And Jokic, yeah, he gets assists and all that. But I like guards to get assists, bro. I don't like my center taking the ball up the floor. I I, I don't know. I just I don't think that works when it comes to the postseason. I don't think anybody having that much usage works in the postseason. And I know from experience because the Rockets did it with my favorite player, James Harden, for years. And when you get to the playoffs, it doesn't work. Next question. was well, it's not a question. It's a statement. A listener says, Jay versus Roman at the next mania with the Rockets as the special guest referee. Your thoughts? <laughs> My thoughts are that'd be awesome. Jey Uso is, um, he's growing on me and he's growing on me fast, man. He's <laughs> every opportunity he gets to shine, he does. He takes it and he runs with it. That, I don't know. Like, I don't know that we could keep the belt on Roman for another full year. So there may not need to be titles involved. But versus Roman at Next Mania with The Rock is the special referee. That thing has legs, man. That, that could potentially be a lot of fun. Okay, see, how far can the LSU women go in the NCAA tournament? <clears throat> um. They're going to beat Hawaii. I'm worried about the Michigan game in round two. If they get by the Michigan game, I think they could beat Utah. I think Utah's a little overseeded. I think they'll go to the Elite Eight. Um. Wouldn't surprise me if they lost in the second round. Wouldn't surprise me if they made it to the Final Four. Wouldn't surprise me if they made it to the championship game, to be honest which I think they could beat Virginia Tech and UConn, who they'd be matched up with in the Final Four. They would need somebody to beat South Carolina for them, but it's long-term and who knows. It's just fun to have LSU in the conversation again in the women's basketball discussion. Playing at the Maravich Assembly Center, they're going to have some big crowds, and hopefully they can take care of business and get the job done. Casey, will the LSU... I like this one. Will the LSU baseball team get a run rule victory this weekend over in College Station? Tigers are playing in Coldsville Texas this weekend, taking on Texas A&M, taking on the Texas Aggies. Um, are they going to get a run rule win during the course of the weekend? That's tough, man. you got to beat an SEC opponent by 10 what the hell? I'll say yes. I think that I think that LSU's biggest strength in the SEC is going to be that they're going to break down your pitching. I think that they're going to have an opportunity to really get into your bullpen, work some long counts early in games, see a lot of your guys on Friday and Saturday, and by Sunday you just might not have anything left. So I, I will say that on Sunday, LSU will get like a 12-2 to two type win. So I will say, yes, they'll get a run rule. Not convinced that they'll sweep the series, right? But I will say that they'll get a run rule win. I would say let's catch a break and get to the betting picks, but we're kind of up against the bottom of the show. So by the time I would take a break and then get back, it'd be 12:55, and Yeah, so we're not going to do that. Um, let's just go ahead and give you our picks, and then we'll wrap up. I like Arizona State minus two and a half over Nevada tonight. <clears throat> I like over 147 for Texas Southern and Fairleigh Dickinson. That's the two playing games. In the NBA tonight, I like over 223 for the 76ers in the Cavaliers. I like, um, let's see what I got here. I like the Kings minus one over the Bulls. The Bulls are playing at a high level. I'm assuming the Kings are playing at a high level and the Bulls are not. I like Dallas minus five over the Spurs. The Spurs just have no interest in winning right now. And give me the Clippers minus two and a half over the Warriors. The Warriors are just not good on the road. And I think that that's going to allow for the Clippers who are struggling to get a win. In the World Baseball Classic, Let's go over 11.5 runs for the United States and Columbia. I think the United States are going to score a lot of those 11.5 themselves. <clears throat> and then let's also go... Um, and some of these are tough. So that's going to be the only WBC game I'm going to touch. Some of these lines are tough. These odds makers are really good at what they do. I don't want to mess with it too much. But I am going to give you the over. For that United States game, because I think the U.S. bats are starting to come around, and I think they're going to hit Colombian pitching pretty hard. Um, Aaron Rodgers said on the Pat McAfee show, and I know we touched on this earlier in the show, he wants to play for the Jets. Rodgers has said that he has told Green Bay that he intends to play. The Packers have told him that they're moving in another direction, so he is trying to get a trade to the Jets. The holdup right now is compensation. The Packers are not willing to just give them away. Um, And the Jets are not willing to, you know, spend a lot to get him. Uh, So this could potentially be a situation where we might have a little bit of a stalemate, man. We might have a situation where Rodgers is going to be stuck in the middle. And the Jets, you know, God bless them. They're signing all kinds of guys that they think fit Aaron Rodgers. They're getting getting Alan Lazard. They may sign Randall Cobb. like They're getting all these different guys that they think fit Aaron Rodgers who may or may not be there. Uh, it's kind of a, a dicey situation and an awkward situation for a general manager to be in, but we'll see how that one shakes out over the next couple of days as that'll be dominating the NFL headlines for sure. Uh, let's talk about... I I didn't get access. this. Um, you know what? I did get access, and just didn't put it in my, my mailbag list, so shame on me. A listener asked me this question, and I didn't put this in the list of questions whenever I was grabbing them all, so my apologies. One more mailbag question, and then we'll wrap up. A listener asked me, Casey, what do you think about Will Wade going to McNeese? Um, Grand Slam home run. I mean, <laughs> there's no other way for me to say it. Like It's a Grand Slam home run. When was the last time that we were talking about McNeese State basketball here on this show? The answer is never. We're talking about it on this show. Gus is talking about it on his show. And like, we're talking about it all over now. And I think it's a home run. McNeese was not far away last year. Y'all, look, the record wasn't any good. They were 11 and 23. I saw them play several times. Like, they're not bad. Like, they lost to Nichols by nine in Thibodeau, lost to him by three at home they lost to Corpus Christi on the road. That was the best team in the conference. They are representing the conference in the NCAA tournament. Lost to them on the road by, you know, just a couple of points here or there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, it's a team that that they're not far away. And if they could figure out a way to keep their roster intact, like I'm looking at their roster right now, I'm going to tell you some of the names that I recognize. Uh. Christian Schumate, a big forward from Illinois. He's a great player. Like if they could keep him and, and have him not transfer out, if they could, they could keep their roster in place. Will Wade said they're going to win 20 games next year. I don't know if that's the case or not, but I do know this. Within, within two years, I would certainly, I would be surprised if they were not in position to win 20 games. He's going to recruit, he's going to get guys there, and he's going to have them playing at a really high level, and it's not going to take long for it to happen and it's a southland conference that you could turn yourself around in 1 year. Texas A&M Corpus Christi did that. 2 years ago Corpus Christi wasn't good. They hit the portal hard. They've attacked the portal. They've gotten transfer players. They've beefed up their roster. They've gotten better talent. They've won the league now the last 2 years in a row. So this idea that you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. Well, in the Southland Conference, sometimes you can build Rome in a day. Like I'm looking at Corpus right now in 2020, 2021, they were not good. They were 5 and 19, 2 and 13 in the conference. They were not good. And then in one year, they went from five wins to last year winning 23 games and making the NCAA tournament. And then it wasn't a fluke because this year they won 24 games and made the NCAA tournament. So don't tell me that this is like mission impossible whenever it's something that in the same conference we've seen done in recent years. This is is a home run hire. He's going to go into the portal. He's going to get guys. I think he's going to get some high school signees as well, develop those guys. And I think it's going to be the perfect mix. I think that Will Wade is hungry, knows that this is his last opportunity, and that if it's a train wreck at McNeese, he's never going to coach again. And I think that hunger is going to push him forward. I think this is a home run for McNeese, and I think that we're looking at a situation where they're going to be in a dominant position in the conference for the next several years as long as he's there. Let's wrap up right here. Thanks to everybody for a great show. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Tomorrow, I'll try to catch up with Taylor. We'll try to catch up and circle back with Stan Gravois, who we missed yesterday for our Terrible General Tuesday, and we'll keep the train of high school baseball and softball rolling. Have a great rest of the day, y'all. God bless.
1: The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM.